Okay, you ready for the wow moment of the day? Yeah, this was I a mean, fun well, one. I, somebody's got to do more homework, meaning me. <laughs> wow. We were uh, excited for this interview just for I the topic. Up but for this. We talk about West Fargo issues, talk about what it's like to be a young mother and still be able to accomplish all the things she has in West Fargo. Right. And then what do we find out? She, we find yeah. out that Mandy George, is, she flies the Airbus for Delta. Yeah. It's like, okay. no big deal. <laughs> Ma'am, you are an amazing person. Good to have you on News and Thank Views. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Uh, you know, Also, we shouldn't have waited so long to have you on. So I'm glad we, we have right. you in here now. Oh, That's true. That. That's true. I mean, to, to me, uh, what, what we got to do is we got to focus first on West Fargo. Then I got a million other questions for you now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, West Fargo. Yes. Uh, she, she sat in here and. Abby goes, that's just Joel being a smart blank. Uh, right. I yes. said, what's it like being a uh, a commissioner on a, a city commission where you're not growing? <laughs> I mean, West Fargo, how do you keep up with it? I mean, the pace is unbelievable. It's incredible. There's so much going on. It's really exciting. I'm so thrilled to be on the commission at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, did you know? I mean, you could see West Fargo was going to grow. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think anybody anticipated the the speed in which it's growing. Yeah, I don't think so either, but it's such a great place to live. You know, I travel all over the country and I see other places and I always get excited to go back home to West Fargo because it's such an awesome community. The people are wonderful, the jobs, the neighborhoods, the schools, everything about it. I just love being there. Even the parks, it's just a fantastic community. You do get a chance though through your job to be able mm. to compare and contrast yes. and bring other ideas back. And Absolutely. You like the way West Fargo stands up. I do, 100%. I go to other communities, I see so many issues and I'm thinking, we don't have these in West Fargo. Or if I do see the issues, I'm like, I'd love to be on their city council to help work on these issues that I see. So I, I can bring um, that perspective back into our city and help make it better. When you grow this big, though, you know, challenges come. 100%. Uh, North Dakota pushes so much stuff back on property taxes. Mm. And you just had a vote on your school district. I yes. realize that isn't in your wheelhouse in terms of being overseeing it, but mm -hmm. it didn't pass. Correct. Uh, it, that's a major challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you keep up with all of these things that you got to keep up with a city where they they want curb, they want gutter, yes. they want water, they want school. I mean, how do you keep up? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that is our number one challenge is to deal with the infrastructure costs. In fact, we just had a vote last night on there was a, uh, some neighborhoods and some newer neighborhoods that they wanted to do a mill and overlay and an ADA project. And they wanted to special assess this at an 80-20 rate with the neighborhood. Well, I really like to listen to the residents. That's the number one most important thing to me. And we got multiple emails and we had multiple people People show up at the meetings and then people in the neighborhoods are like, look, we don't have commercial. It's a quiet neighborhood. Our streets are not worn out yet. We don't want to do this because we don't want to pay the special mm -hmm. assessment. We don't think it's needed. And um, I stood up for the people because I always I always take the side of the residents in the neighborhood and what they want. And it ended up not passing on a three to two vote, which is shocking because this is this is different. This is new for West Fargo to not just pass all these special assessments and okay. we're starting to change because i think we're helping i feel like i'm helping really to get the commission to listen to what the people want and so then uh our city engineer he's like okay so since that didn't pass he's like what direction would you like me to take i said you know i still really support the ada compliance portion of this project that wasn't going to be special assessed so i'm like why don't we look at bringing that back and doing that in the neighborhood instead of, instead of doing a big mill and overlay project for eight million dollars that the people don't even want and i think it could be you know pushed back Till it is wanted and needed. So I think that's something we're doing a better job of as a commission. And you don't have to deal with a crabby uh, 
city engineer. I mean, did they, <laughs> I mean, they must get the fact that yeah. the people get a say in all this too. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I mean, Dan, I think did a great job as far as bringing a project forward that he thought was needed. But I think ultimately, again, you have to listen to the residents. It's their neighborhood, and you know, it was brought up. We have Prairie Dog funds, we have capital improvement funds uh, that we could put towards this project. But what I would like to see is using those funds to go towards more core area neighborhoods where those people are reaching out and saying, "Can you do our roads? We need this. We need this infrastructure redone." So that's where I'd like to see some of those funds directed is more the neighborhoods that really need it and want it. So when, when you look at the neighborhoods, you say, mm-hmm. I mean, I've driven around uh, West Fargo and, and mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's the haves and have nots, you know, but exactly. there's old West Fargo yes. and new West Fargo. 100%. And how do you weigh all of that? Because yeah. in Fargo right now, they're really struggling with what lot size should be. Mm. And they're saying that they're going to inhibit it and yet they're going just the opposite. I mean, people are building great big homes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so can you see that continuing? Because West Fargo has been guilty of that too. Yeah, what I see, okay, for the last 20 years, resources have been directed to the newer neighborhoods. Anything south of the interstate is where resources have been directed. And north of the interstate, those neighborhoods have been getting neglected. And I feel that they have, and the residents feel that they have. So I believe that's where we need to start directing our resources is the older neighborhoods, the core areas, uh, you know, the Meadow Ridge, the, the neighborhoods on the older areas because that infrastructure is crumbling and fading and those are the people I do hear from that are like can you help us can you do these streets so that's why I tend to vote no for projects that are on the south of the interstate that have been getting our resources for the last 20 years so I think that's a change we need to make I had family that lived and and family that continues to live uh you know my goddaughter lives uh, in north of the interstate in Mm -hmm. a beautiful little neighborhood Mm -hmm. it it really is yes And, and people that like each other as neighbors yeah you know and and somewhere along the line we've kind of gotten away with that where my nephew lived over there their neighbors look out after each other I mean that to me is yes. a lot of what West Fargo is absolutely it's you know it's it's a small town feel with big city amenities and a lot of people really love that small town feel and the connection with the people and their neighbors and especially in the core areas like you said people I think are more are connected mm-hmm. and do look out for each other it's old school there absolutely old school yeah. uh, when we come back I want to get a chance though to talk about you know the, the, the rights that have been made, but also the wrongs, mm, you know, mm-hmm. the decisions that y- you and others have made where you scratch your head and mm. say, what were we thinking kind mm-hmm. of moment. So sure. stick around. Uh, more coming your way with Mandy George as she's a West Fargo City Commissioner uh, right after this. Mandy George is with us. Uh, let's get this out of the way right away. Mandy, you're up next year. Yes. Uh, people obviously like what you've done so far. Are you going to put your name back on that ballot? I, I am officially undecided. I, I really love working as a You're commissioner. You're officially a politician. <laughs> I you know. know that, right? I know. I know. I I want to run. Life is busy with my work and my family. And uh, I got to be honest, I don't know if I have the time to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more time and involvement than I think a person would think going into it. But even just campaigning, you have to go out and get 300 signatures. And um, that takes a lot of time. When I did that before, I mean, I, I was out every single evening knocking on doors and yeah. um, continue to do it after I got all of my signatures. It, it's a it's a lot of time and effort. It's worth it. I'm so glad I'm doing it, but I don't know if I can do it again. Let me lobby you on this point, okay? A lot of what West Fargo just went through were the headaches. Yeah, I mean they agreed, were, and, agreed. and you guys yeah. got a lot of work done. 100%. You know, you dealt with police issues and fire issues, and you dealt yes. with city issues. Yes. I mean, the, probably the biggest headache, the city administration issues. Yes, and, and so you know, if you run again, if you win again, it's yeah. going to be like, 
whoa, this is easier. Now we're looking <laughs> forward instead of backwards how to fix it. This things. is true. We have done so much since I have been in office over the last three and a half years. Like we opened a brand new fire department. We just had a vote just recently that we are moving City Hall. We're going to be moving into the north side of the Wex building um, mm-hmm. over the course of the next couple of months. And so we're going to be doing a five-year lease on that building. We don't know if it's a permanent situation, but we do need to expand our office space for both City Hall and police because we're out. Everybody's in super tight little little quarters. So when they move into the Wex building, then we're going to take the old building and remodel and expand our police department so they'll be able to to use that current facility that they're in. See, and, and what I'd do if I was uh, an instructor at NDSU or at Moorhead State or whatever is I'd call Bernie Dardis over and I'd say, Bernie, teach my students about crisis management mm. because – West Fargo City and what what you and others are being told versus what was true mm. was completely different things. And and so for Bernie to come out and just admit what was wrong mm. and admit what he might have done wrong and mm. say we're going to fix it, mm. I just thought that was the greatest approach to city government I've seen mm. in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great if you can admit that you made a mistake, you can be transparent, you can be transparent and open with the public. And I think that's really the direction we're going. I feel like this commission is is way more open and transparent and working with the public than they have been mm-hmm. historically, which I think is awesome. And uh, I love to see that we're going in that direction. The, the other thing I think West Fargo did well under the compliment mode that I'm in uh, <laughs> is... You know, the, the water and the sewer, mm. that, that was always meant to be like some cash register. And and the way West Fargo's sewer worked made absolutely no sense. Uh, the, the water <laughs> made no sense. I mean, you've got this big brother. Yeah. And, you know, and so to be able to partner with them on, it seems to me to make a lot of sense. 100%. I agree with that. So West Fargo used to be well water, but West Fargo has grown to the point where you can't be well water anymore. So then the option became, you know, do we build our own water treatment plant or do we partner with the city of Fargo. Well, to build our own is ridiculously expensive and really out of the question to be able to do that. So we do buy our water and we do use the sewer for Fargo, which yes, we do pay more as West Fargo residents to use that service, but it is so much more affordable than to have our own facility. But, but people say you, 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 you pay more. Yep. Okay. You pay more on your bill. Yes. What's in your property tax bill? Because if you built a water treatment plant, you have that in their property tax bill. Um, that's, that's probably true. I mean, you know, they've got to weigh both sides of it when they say they pay more. This is true, but your, your property taxes would be considerably higher. Now here's something else. A lot of people don't know is part of what your water bill is going towards is paying for water and sewer projects. And so that's infrastructure projects then that we're not having to special assess because they're actually coming out of our water funds. And so that's huge is to not be able to not have to special assess those projects. We haven't had to special assess any water and sewer projects since I've been on the commission because of that. What about the partnership between the individuals that are overseeing the growth of West Fargo and the school district itself? Because, you know, it it would seem to me that a lot of what the school district's going to decide is going to either put you into a position where you're going to have to do something or you can direct what they do ahead of time. Really, it's not. We don't really work together much. We're very separate entities. You know, a lot of people do think that we're school and they can talk to us about school board decisions or whatnot and school board spending and school board taxes, but we have nothing to do with that. It is a completely separate entity. They do their thing with schools. We do our things with city. And the majority of your property taxes does go towards the schools. It doesn't actually go towards the city. We're actually a relatively small portion of what you're paying on your property taxes, which does fund police and fire and streets and, you know, a, a lot of other city projects. And it, it's really a, a relatively small portion of the entire bill you just had to bring a new police chief in after uh, a a heck of a police chief retired 
Uh, yeah. You know, and, and so are you comfortable? You had to change city administrators. Yes, I mean, we've had a lot are of... You, are you okay mm-hmm. with the new staff? Oh, 100%. I'm really excited about the new city staff that we had. I think they're excellent. Um, so our new chief, uh, Pete Nilsson, he's been with the city, I think it's been 25 years. He's just a really awesome guy. He's very soft-spoken, and I've worked with him on, in different committees. And he's just, he's just, he's really easygoing, really nice to work with, really intelligent, done a lot of great things for the city. In fact, just last night, he announced that um, he is promoting Jason Anderson to the uh, assistant mm-hmm. police chief position, which I think is great. I actually see him at the gym sometimes. That's kind of fun. He's a great guy, done a lot for the city, been with this uh, city, I think, since 1998, which is awesome. As far as the new city administrator, um, I was on the committee to to look for um, hiring the new city administrator. And we had you know, multiple applicants for all over the nation, just a great, a, a ton of interest, really wonderful applicants. But Dustin Scott, who was our assistant city administrator, has done such a wonderful job for the city. He's just, you know, he is West Fargo. He's just, he's really great. And ultimately, even after uh, interviewing some fantastic candidates, I think Dustin Scott was the best decision. He was my top choice for the city. And uh, he's been doing just a fantastic job, I think. so. Okay, we got work out of the way. Now let's talk about work. (laughs) Tell people what you do for a living. I am a Airbus A320 pilot for Delta Airlines. Really? <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that that had both Abby and I do the wow when I asked <laughs> you this. I mean, that is an amazing career. Thank How you. exciting is that? I love it. It has been a lifelong dream for me. I've been flying since 2001. and uh, Tell so them where you learned. I learned at VIX Aircraft in Fargo, North that Dakota. That is so cool. <laughs> I, we, we used to fly out of VIX every now and then to go refereeing, and I got to know Vic through its dance i didn't take his dance class but you know i visit with him a lot but quite a quite a personality he is just awesome he's an incredible human being he's um, one of the persons i credit for being able to get me to where i am today i had no money when i started in aviation i was a broke college student couldn't figure out what i wanted to do i was getting ready to graduate and just feeling lost and i signed up for an introductory lesson with vic at his school and never having ever flown or known anybody in aviation, signed up for that lesson, and it changed my life. It was just the most amazing thing I ever did. And so Vic let me work for him for $7 an hour, you know, washing airplanes, sweeping floors, scrubbing toilets, answering phones, whatever I could do um, so that I could obtain my private pilot license. And then I continued on from there. So how do you go from from getting your private, sli- private mm-hmm. license to flying an Airbus. I mean, there are a lot of steps in between there. <laughs> there is. It's been a really long journey for me. It's been a, what, 23, 24 years now, long journey. Most people today, um, about five years is actually what you can do it in about five. But what I did is after I got my private pilot certificate, then I went on um, to get a loan to go to another small flight school, but I needed to get a loan to do it. Actually, before that, I did go to UND for a semester to try their program. But since I already finished college at that point, the program didn't quite make sense for me. Okay. Um, so I went to a little school south of minneapolis and i completed all the rest of my certificates so i did my instrument my commercial my multi-engine and then all my instructor ratings which is uh the cfi cf mei all the instructors um then what people mostly do when they come back is then you go you get hired at a flight school so my first job was with vic okay. at his school then i was teaching um and so that you need to build hours that's really what it's all about is building time and right now once you get to like 1500 hours you can be hired for a regional like uh like a Delta Connection regional like SkyWest or Endeavor or United uh, Express type of job. And so a lot of people, that's their first job. Um, and then you work there for a couple of two, three, four years, however long. And then you can apply for a major like Delta, United, American. 
for me, that wasn't the route I took um, because, you know, this was just prior to 9-11. The job market looked really different back in the early 2000s yep. than it does now. Yes. So um, after I did teaching and got enough time, I actually flew the FedEx caravans. Um, ah. So I did that first. And then I ended up uh, upgrading to the Metroliners and flying Metroliners. It was a UPS feeder operation. Uh, took a couple of years to be a stay-at-home mom with my daughter, came back, and then I started flying for different companies local. I've fly- I flew a Pilatus for a couple of different companies. Well, in the 10 seconds I have left, yes. a lot of women pilots now? No, no. Still um, need we're more. Still, we still need more. Okay. Yes. Uh, run again. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank I mean you. it. Run again. Uh, <laughs> the city of West Fargo does well with you.